Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah, sure, you betcha. We do. And also tell heinous tales of murder. And whoa. And and whoa. (laughs) Schadenfreude. Drinks. I love it. It's fun. We have fun here. We have fun here on Wine and Crime. Um, we have a, oh, wait, I forgot. I'm Kenyon. (laughs) My favorite thing is you forgetting your own introduction. Every single time. I love it. And I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. And we have a very special fan pick episode this week. As per Um, usual. They are. As per usual. But before we get into it, uh, there's a little bit of housekeeping that I want to get out of the way. Let's do it. We don't often beg for Apple Podcasts (laughs) reviews. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean we don't? (laughs) We do a giveaway like monthly. (laughs) I guess we do it a lot on social media, but we don't do it a lot on the show. That's true. I'll give you that. I just wanted to like throw it out there that if you enjoy listening to the show, take a moment to help us out and go leave a free review. And Apple Podcasts is the platform for reviews that helps us the most, but anywhere you leave a positive review is helpful. And um, you know who does take the time to leave reviews? People who hate us. (laughs) 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 Which are (laughs) my favorite ones to read, personally. He is a strong motivator, y'all. It kind of messes with our algorithms. (laughs) People who don't like the show, make sure to leave a review. And also, people who disagree with us politically, (laughs) they take the time. So if you do not fall into either of those camps... Go on and leave us a review. (laughs) Did something happen this week? Did someone leave something not nice? (laughs) Kenyon's just stressed. It's fine. I'm PMSing and (laughs) sensitive. Yeah, Kenyon's premenstrual. Please send a very glowing (laughs) review that specifically mentions how great Kenyon is too. That would help us out, me and Lucy, a lot. I'm just in my feelings today that's fair that is super fair settle in baby girl also in very happy news we are introducing a new concept to our wine and crime feed y'all i love it Mm -hmm. i love it i love it we are gonna be releasing um we're gonna start it off monthly see how it goes uh an extra episode per month on on our regular feed and um, it's going to be a shorter episode, and it's going to be, uh, well, we have a name for it. Who wants to tell them what the that name is? That hails <laughs> from episodes past <laughs> called Gossip at the Corpse Cart. 
<laughs> yes, it. it's happening, people. <laughs> we are actually so going to gossip at the corpse cart. <laughs> <laughs> so the concept is more like because we have to plan our regular episodes out so far in advance, uh, usually to accommodate like fan picks, which is great, and we love that. But it does mean that we don't tend to have a lot of uh, time to cover more recent true crime cases and the stuff that's like floating around your Facebook newsfeed that week in the true crime world. Uh, So this is our chance to do that and have it be a little more current cases, shorter cases. And and, a little um, more sober than our drunk dives. Speak for yourself. And a little more sober than the drunk dive. Yeah, and you don't, this is not a drunk dive. This is not Patreon-only content. This Mm -hmm. will be released just like any other episode. It's a real show. It's real. It's real. So you're going to get some more wine and crime in your lives, and we're really excited about it. And so keep your eyes peeled for um, these extra episodes that will be Mm -hmm. released on a different day of the week than Thursday. Yeah, we're going to be coming at you. And if they go really well, and if you guys really like them and respond really well to them, then maybe we can do more per month than just one. So the more you like it, the more we deliver. The more you get... All right, and we're still doing the drunk dives for Patreons, and oh, we're going to try yeah. to make those even longer and girthier. Oh, so I love girth. Enjoy anything all the new over content. six inches is a waste. I agree with Amanda. Yeah, I'm a girth gal. I'm a girth gal. Also, girth gal upward myself. curvature is really appreciated. <laughs> okay, that's all the housekeeping I have. Do you guys have anything? Nah. I think you covered it. Upward curvature, girth, and gossip at the corpse cart. Oh, two yeah. common misconceptions about Apple podcast reviews. It's free mm. to make an account. You do not need an iPhone. And also formerly known as iTunes. A lot Correct. of people think they're all two of, different things. All of that is true. And we do regular like giveaways for folks that have left us a review. Uh, so you can win some free merch, too, if you go and do that. And if you've for already real. left a review... You can leave a second one. Did you know that? <laughs> Double You're your also chances automatically for entered in upcoming contests mm-hmm. giveaways yeah. when you leave a yeah. review. Yep. All right. So that's all of the business. And now we get to thank and shout out our amazing fan picker, Helen Thomas. Helen Mirren, avid listener of the show. Damn good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Helen is dedicating this episode to her friend Libby. Amen for her 31st birthday. And Libby. Oh, happy 31st. Nice. We can tell you we're all 31 and it's a damn good year. Yeah, you gonna crush. It's awesome. So happy birthday. And the topic is figure skating crimes. Woo! I can't even. So my <laughs> Andrea, uh, one of our dear friends and helpers on live shows. Um, and I were having dinner the other night and I was doing some like preliminary research for this. And we spent like 45 minutes researching Christy Yamaguchi crimes, <laughs> which Christy Yamaguchi is too pure for this world. So the only thing that came up was like a guest appearance she had on criminal minds <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of like fashion crimes. Ticket. Yeah, um, no, not even a speedy. We ticket. will be referencing Chrissy Yamaguchi in my segment. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank Amazing. God. My only figure skating anecdote, besides the fact that I can't do it, and I took it as a class in college. Oh, for a, in college? 
for a PE credit. I took golf in college. It was awesome. I was yeah. really figure good. skating as a toddler. Yeah, I tried to do it, and my friend Ashlyn, who like actually is a figure skater, was in the class with me because they didn't have enough people to like segment it by ability. So <laughs> here she is, like <laughs> skating backwards and like chatting with me. Gretzky goes flying <laughs> <Yeah>. by you. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just trying to stay up. Brian like, Boitano landing triple axles all around Kenyon as she struggles to stay on her feet. Ugh, I am just not coordinated. So that is something. And Michelle Kwan went to my grad school. Good Lord. So you yeah. should Incredible. be a really adept figure skater by now, but you're not. Right. Not. Hard not. <laughs> okay, so those are my anecdotes. They're out of the way early. Or not. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what is our wine crime pairing for figure skating crimes? Yeah, well, you know how popular figure skating is in South Africa, so <laughs> I went with a South African blend <laughs> this week. Why? <laughs> well, actually, I picked it for its name, not because it's South African, oh, okay. but I okay. just thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> couple things first of all it's infuriating how many wine labels will feature a ballerina but not just slap some fucking skates on it yeah mm -hmm. and have a mm -hmm. skating person on the mm -hmm. label like i can't mm -hmm. so i settled for gorgeous south african blend it's literally called mm. gorgeous Ooh. Mm. Yeah, and the, the label is really beautiful. Um, this is a blend of Pinot Noir and, prepare to gasp, Chardonnay. <gasps> what the fuck? Yeah, so this is like <laughs> Kenyon's version of a rosé. It looks like a rosé in the bottle. I remember when, was it Kenyon or both of you that thought it was just red and white wine mixed I together? I never actually thought that. Well, I, someone made... I've witnessed that concoction being mixed at a bar. Yeah, a lot of people have thought that. Mm -hmm. And as we've learned, that's not actually the case with rosé. It is a red wine grape. Um, but this is an actual blend of a red and white wine grape. Oh, my God. It's 58% Pinot Noir and 48% Chardonnay. It uses whole cluster pressing, which we Our love. Our favorite. And if you remember, that means that the stems and all that shit stay on during the pressing process to get all those additional flavors. Do 58 and 48 make 100? Nope. Oh, sorry. 58 <laughs> and 42. I wrote okay. that wrong. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Good job with math, Kenyon. That Yay! was a quiz, and you passed. None of us even considered that. I know. I didn't even think about it. It's 92% Pinot Noir and 57% Chardonnay. Chardonnay. It just comes in That's a slightly math. bigger bottle. <laughs> well, that also does not apply because the volume of that bottle would still be 100% of the bottle. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is Asian stainless steel using Sur Lee aging. And we've talked about Lee's before, but let's refresh just a little bit. Lees are leftover yeast particles from autolysis, which is the self-destruction of yeast cells by enzymes created from fermentation. So as they create sugars and they do their job during the fermentation process, then they self-destruct after and become like a sediment at the bottom of the barrel. Like okay. cats tearing off their wigs during a dance party. <laughs> Absolutely. As they get sweatier and sweatier. 
As the yeast cells start to break down during the process of autolysis, they release tiny amounts of sugars called polysaccharides and amino acids. The presence of these compounds is sensed on our tongues and palates as a textural weightiness or increased body in the wine. So when you're getting like a really thick mouthfeel, especially on a white wine, Mm. they've probably kept the lees in the barrel during the aging process. Okay. White and sparkling wines that are aged on lees are often described as creamier, richer, fuller bodied, or with a greater depth and complexity of flavor. And that creaminess should show up in this blend because it uses the same method. Um, And it is described by the winemaker as delivering a richly textured taste sensation with intriguing Mm. layers that unfold delicately on the palate. This wine features spicy, mineral-scented aromas of orange blossom, jasmine, and pear, followed by layers of mouth-filling raspberry cream. Ooh. I don't always <laughs> like my mouth being filled with cream, but in this situation, <laughs> I feel like I, I can relax my throat consent. for it. Yeah. Says the yeah. girth gal. I mean. Nailed it. <laughs> also, you're going to get some grapefruit, lime, and honeydew melon flavors. There's a juicy acidity that provides the perfect balance, followed by a clean, satisfying finish. Kind of like that. Fucking yeah. wine Consent. notes are so sexual. It's I know. They really are. I couldn't um, stop picturing this, wieners the whole time. I know, right? You'd serve this chilled. It's a crack. Mm. And I just put on lotion. So this may be the <laughs> most challenging crack I've ever done. I just rubbed myself down with raspberry cream. And essential oils <laughs> of jasmine and pear. Yuck. Okay, are we ready? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am. Are you? Slippery bastard. <laughs> oh, my God. My hand is just gliding. Yeah. <laughs> Cracks aren't always so easy, are they? They're not. <laughs> Hold on. I have a paper towel right here for blowing my nose because I'm out of tissues. I know I'm not supposed to blow my nose into a paper towel. Okay, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, I heard it. Gentle crack. I missed it. Nice I'm gonna assume crack. It was- Ooh. It was clean with this a satisfying finish. It was very quiet. It was like a whisper. Yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm looking. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, right. both of you. Lucy, what is our background and probably not psych for figure skating crimes? I hope it's all psych. Well, uh, I've got some background for you, and then I'm going to give you a small little case myself. Song. So we can oh. definitely speculate wildly regarding the case. Awesome. So, figure skating is a sport in which individuals, duos, or groups perform on figure skates on ice. It was the very first winter sport included in the Olympics in 1908. Love it. Ooh. So, first winter sport. Before, like, bobsledding. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So here's a tiny bit of history for you. While people have been ice skating for centuries, centuries, the first first figure skating, which was still a long way from modern figure skating, originated in the mid-19th century. So that's the mid-1800s. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, this makes no sense. It must have been the mid-18th century, which would be the 1700s. Yep. Um, When a book called A Treatise on Skating was published by (laughs) Englishman Robert Jones in 1772. I love that. (laughs) 
a treatise on skating. I know. Like how dramatic. <laughs> so official. Was, I know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Competitions were held in the English style of skating, which was super boring compared to today. So just like rigid. Oh. They could only do certain moves. Like mm. by the rules, they were only allowed to do certain moves. Ridiculous. Music shall not contain lyrics. <laughs> that was an actual rule until like oh, relatively recently. Oh, honey, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I think there are still some moves that are banned or like some people got in trouble for like doing a backflip. or Brian like, Boitano. You know, there are a lot of rules regarding the music and the moves and their costumes and like that men aren't allowed mm-hmm. to wear tights, for example, which like bullshit. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. Let well, them D's out. 2019. 2019. <laughs> um, but they're like every for every rule that I came across, it was like a little clause that that said something along the lines of. But judges often don't choose to punish, like by breaking. So there's this a rule. lot of exceptions that prove these rules, right? And there are a lot of different tiers of ice skating, and like everything is different according to the country. So I just decided not to waste my time looking at a lot of those specific rules because they're all subjective and they're all different all over the world. So like, fuck it. Because we'll save it for our future figure skating uh, podcast. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gossip yeah. at the Corpse Cart is only about figure skating. Yeah. So Did we forget knows. to mention that? Gossip yeah. in the Kiss and, and Cry area. Which I'll Scott get Hamilton <laughs> is on this show, so. <laughs> okay. Moving on. In the mid-1860s, American Jackson Haynes was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to tear it up. And began incorporating free and expressive techniques, which became known as the international style. Oh, my God. God he wrote bless. his own treatise. Yeah. I I feel like he was like the Brian Boitano of the, 18, mm-hmm. the 1860s. <laughs> Greg Luganus, yeah. however you say his name. <laughs> right. He was a swimmer. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Greg Luganus of ice. Ice is water. <laughs> It all fits. Abolish ice. Okay. You can tell how much I know about sports and the Olympics. (laughs) Like, and erotic of ice. Mm. (laughs) Oh, also, we have to kick Scott Hamilton (laughs) off of our Gossip at the Corpse Cart figure skating show because he's a Trump supporter. So never mind. Oh, okay. Who's that? Scott Hamilton? Yeah. He's a famous figure skater. Get with it. Okay. (laughs) All right, moving on. So this international style began to take off after Haynes's death, always, always, and the International Skating Union, or ISU, not to be confused with Iowa State University, was founded in 1892. <laughs> World Wars I and II really took a shit on figure skating, and the invention of television did a lot to advance and change the sport throughout the second half of the 20th century. Yes! Okay. Mm-hmm. So... There are four Olympic disciplines in figure skating, and those are men's singles, ladies' singles, craft singles. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I was blindly going to accept that that was an Olympic event. I will be um, (laughs) competing in craft singles on ice. Now with whole milk. (laughs) 
Oh my god! Um, please. Pair skating and ice dance. Which sounds yes. really intriguing to me. Like, how are those things different? But okay. I have no idea. Yeah. I didn't go any farther into it than this. Non-Olympic disciplines include synchronized skating, hello, theater on ice, double hello, mm-hmm. and four mm-hmm. skating, which I assume is just four people skating. Four skating. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that as a, an, a verb. It does go well with craft singles. Four skating. (laughs) Visually similar. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. From juvenile through senior level competitions, competition, skaters generally perform two programs, short and free skating, which depending on the discipline may include spins, jumps, moves in the field, lifts, throw jumps, and other elements or moves. There are also... Um, adagio skating, which is basically pair skating. Special figures, which is tracing elaborate designs on the ice. Cool. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And acrobatic skating, a.k.a. extreme skating. Yes, please. Oh, my God. That incorporates like gymnastics. Yeah. Where does ribbon dancer skating fall? That's ice dance. Yeah, I think that's ice dance. That falls under ice dance. Okay. I got this. The blades of a figure skate have two distinct edges, the inside and the outside, and I have a diagram of this on the drive. I also have a photo of Jackson Haynes. If you'd like to go to the drive, check him out. Also, speaking of blades on skates. What? Uh... Speaking of blades on skates, somebody was showing me, like, one of the most horrific hockey injury videos. Uh, Where there was like a scuffle. No, somebody got their throat slit. Yep. 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 By a skater. And he lived, but like jugular, like you could see the announcers are kind of amazing during it because they're just like, oh God, that does not look There's blood everywhere. Everywhere. It looks like a fucking slaughterhouse. And he lived. I can't. I can't. I can't. I've watched that video a number of times. It ain't right. Um, check out the photo of Jackson Haynes, though, and look how sassy he is in his skates and his helmet and his Hello, skirt. Honey. He was ahead of his time. There's also, Where like, tropical plants he? behind him, which doesn't really make sense, but there we None go. None of this adds up. I'm not That's the black and white photo, Ke- Kenyon. Oh. He looks like little oh. Lord Fauntleroy. Oh, my. He looks like a, y- a lawn jockey. Yeah. Yeah. He's precious, okay. and I love him. I think he's also wearing shorts. It's like a ruffled skirt over it's a potentially tights. It's a skirt. It's a skirt. Yeah. It's a skirt. It's, it's an athletic okay. skirt. <laughs> um, yeah, towards the bottom, I have a diagram of that inside and outside edges of the skates, if you want mm. to refer to that. You're supposed to skate on either one or the other, the inside or the outside, depending on what move you're doing. The judges think that that looks just a little bit cleaner. And the front oh. of each blade has jagged edges that are called toe picks that are used toe for pick. jumping. Mm-hmm. That's essentially like like stopping. It's it's not it's not your brake, but it's a way to kind of stop the skate so that you can get some um, traction. Well, it gets you it gets you a right. grip. Yeah, right on the ice okay. for launching mm-hmm. yourself in the goddamn air or mm-hmm. spinning your goddamn self around on a little time. <laughs> so some fun names of moves are twizzies. Yes. 
Sow cow. <laughs> Triple sow cow. Uh, Choctaws. Spread eagle. Spread eagle. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bestie squat, which I feel like oh we've done before. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, a move called the Ina Bauer, which was just named after the person who invented it. I don't know what it is. Hydroblading. Oh, I want to try that. The serpentine I, lift, <laughs> which sounds like some plastic surgery. I'm into it. I love it. And the death spiral. My uh, personal favorite. <laughs> and I knew that you guys would be wondering what the fuck the death spiral looked like. So there is a photo on the drive. Yes. Okay. It's the very oh, first photo. Wearing purple? photo of a spiral. Yep. Yeah. They're this wearing is such purple. a cool move. It's when the yeah. typically the female in a mm -hmm. it's you have to do it in a pair. So the female is down, still skating on her feet, but she's essentially parallel to the ice. And the and like guys the closer like to the ice around. she gets without touching it, like the more intense it is. It's amazing. There's some yeah. rule where like her head has to touch the knee that is that she's standing on. It's weird. Which sounds okay. incredibly dangerous. I could be wrong. I'm usually wrong, but you know, I thought. Or I read it has that. to be lower than the knee. You mean? Not touch the knee. Her head has to touch her knee. That's how she she has to bend in a certain way while she's parallel to the ice to have a successful death spiral. What? Damn. How do you bend backwards to your knee like that? I don't know. Maybe it's forward. I don't know. Don't make no sense. I don't like figure it. Figure skaters are cray. <laughs> I don't know. There's no way to know. So figure skaters compete at various levels from beginner up to Olympic level, which is called the senior level, and they compete at local, regional, national, and international competitions. The International Skating Union, ISU, not Iowa State University, regulates international figure skating, judging, and competitions. These include the Winter Olympics, the World Championships, the World Junior Championships, the European Championships, the Four Continents Championships, the Grand Prix series, both senior and junior, and the ISU Challenger series. So there's wow. like a lot. There are a shit ton of different competitions. Oh, yeah. It's not just the fucking Olympics. There's no. like a grillion. There's yeah. just a There are a bazillion. The sport is also associated with show business. Obviously. There's no, there's no business, business like, like there it is. show business. <laughs> like no business I know on skates. Okay. <laughs> now on ice. <laughs> Major competitions generally conclude with exhibition galas. I would love to Ooh. go in which the top skaters from each discipline perform non-competitive programs. Many skaters, both during and after their competitive careers, also skate in ice shows, which run during the competitive season and the off-season. So you can just, like, mm -hmm. go to a figure skating show. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah. Actually, in my case, we'll talk about some of these non-competitive ice shows. Oh, my God. Amazing. So the mm -hmm. term professional in skating refers not to skill level, but competitive status. So figure skaters competing at the highest levels of international competition are not professional skaters. They are sometimes mm -hmm. referred to as amateurs, although some earn money. So these terms professional and amateur, they're specific to at what level they're competing. They're not necessarily like... I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I'm a professional skater. Well, technically, no, you're not. You can still be called an amateur skater. 
I think it's anyone who is still competing in like the phase of their career where they're still competing, they can't be professional. And professional is what they do after their competitive career is over. At least for my guy, that's Yep. So my next sentence is, professional skaters include those who have lost their ISU eligibility and those who perform only in shows. They may include former Olympic and world champions who have ended their competitive careers as well as skaters with little or no international competitive experience. So if they're skating in shows and that's like their livelihood, then they're, it's their livelihood outside of competition, then they're a professional skater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, in languages other than English, Japanese, Korean, Chinese, Italian, Polish, and Russian, figure skating is usually referred to by a name that translates to artistic skating. Oh, I love like it. That. I know that was nice. Yeah. So here's a fun fact there is an actual area in a figure skating rink called the kiss and cry area where figure skaters wait for their marks to be announced after their performance during a figure skating competition. It is so named because the skaters and coaches often kiss to to celebrate after a good performance or cry after a poor one. It's also the best television out there. That moment is That is is where all the TV cameras are, like, set up. Yeah. And it's way better than the actual performance mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, in terms of television. And these areas are often decorated with, like, flowers and, like, a nice backdrop and, like, comfy couches and shit because, like, again, that's all anybody's watching. <laughs> it's on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kiss and cry. I thought that was nice. So let's like talk. Park and ride. Park and ride. <laughs> Come and go. Okay. So let's talk about one case that we would be remiss to ignore, even though most people of a certain age and anyone who's seen I, Tanya, already probably has a good understanding of. Also, go see I, Tanya. It's really good. Oh, my God. It's so good. And by go see it, we mean it's on Hulu. So go to your couch or computer. Yeah. Yeah. Tanya Maxine Price, nay Harding, was born in Portland, Oregon on November 12th. 1970. Raised primarily by her mother, Lavona Faye Golden, a.k.a. AKA Allison Janney. Allison Janney. <laughs> there it is. A.k.a. my idol. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There were allegations of abuse, so. Not oh, Lavona. Not, yeah. yeah. No, Allison, Allison Janney. Janney. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We don't know about her history of abuse. I'm sure it's there. Um, Tanya began ice skating lessons at the age of four. Growing up, she enjoyed hunting, drag racing, and auto mechanics in addition to skating. She had a tough childhood with allegations of abuse, there we go, at the hands of her mother. And also her half-brother molested her on several occasions when she was little. He ended up going to prison for it and later died in a hit and run. Okay. Um. Tanya has attested that he's the only person that she's ever hated. So, not good. Tanya eventually dropped out of high school her sophomore year to train for her figure skating career. Wow. She placed numerous times in the mid-80s at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships and won the 1989 Skate America competition. In February 1991, while skating at the U.S. Championships, Tanya Harding became the first American woman to execute a triple axel. She kicked ass at all the competitions that year, placing alongside Nancy Kerrigan and Christy Yamaguchi. 
Yamaguchi. Yes, the Yamaguchi. Yes. Um, if you guys want to go to the drive, I have some photos of her completing that triple axel, and she has the best ugly cry face on ever. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, she looks she's like someone special. photoshopped a different face onto her body. She's very charismatic. So that was like mm-hmm. the the moment she landed that triple axel. Mm-hmm. Girl was excited for good reason. Mm-hmm. So she was crushing it in 91. On the Jan- bangs. Hmm? The bangs. I know. Oh, my God. They're we banging. will get to the... Okay. I have a lot of photos on the drive simply because figure skating in the early 90s, the hair, mm-hmm. the outfits, the makeup, it's mm-hmm. fucking the exquisite. Best. Yeah. It is. It's like a Lisa Frank binder come to life. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Okay. So on January 6th, 1994, the day before the U.S. Figure Skating Championship first ladies singles competition, Nancy Kerrigan had just finished a practice session at Detroit's Kobo Arena when she was attacked by an assailant. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, that assailant was Shane Stand, who had who had been contra- contracted, 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 along with his <laughs> uncle, Derek Smith, to break Nancy's right leg. Derek, the- come on. I can't believe you had such a dark past before your internship with us. Oh, Derek. <laughs> that's, why he could, that's why he couldn't get a job anywhere else. <laughs> your sentence is to answer all of our hate emails for the rest of it. time. <laughs> Enjoy. Unpaid. (laughs) (laughs) The two men had been hired, allegedly at this point, but like factually later, had been hired by Tanya's ex-husband, Jeff Galuli. The worst. Galuli. Galulia Julia. He's Galuli the worst. (laughs) And her one-time bodyguard, Sean Eckhart. Who is the weirdest blob of a person. I know. Not just in physical form, but just as a person. Yeah. He's <laughs> At a, least in the he's movie. He's a weirdo. <laughs> no, like, you can see interviews with the real Oh, that's true. Blob. He's a weirdo. Yeah, that guy in the movie nailed it. When you watch yeah. Itanya, be sure to watch through the credits to see, like, frame-by-frame frame comparisons of the real people, because it's absolutely incredible. Spot on. It's unbelievable. Um, so Stant originally assumed that Kerrigan would be at her home rank in Massachusetts, but alas, she was in Detroit, so he had to take a 20-hour bus ride to get there and then attempt to break her leg. <laughs> I mean, nothing like taking the bus to a, to a kneecap. Yeah. In Detroit. <laughs> yeah. He found her in a hallway, leaving the rink where he used both hands to swing and strike her above the knee with a three-foot-long telescopic baton. Owie. Woof. Yeah, ouch. Which means it's retractable, right? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. The goal was... It's like an asp. What? It's like an asp, that thing that police carry. Yeah. Yeah. The goal was to prevent her from competing in both the national championships, which were the the next day, and the Winter Olympics. Tanya went on to win said championships the next day, but since Nancy's leg wasn't actually broken, she was still able to go on to the 1994 Olympics alongside Tanya. Awkward. 
and so grace the covers awkward. of like 15 different issues of People magazine. We'll get yeah, we'll like get to the media exploded frenzy. Exploded her career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the day following the attack, or in the days following the attack, Tanya spoke with reporters and cooperated with the cops, but she and Jeff both denied any involvement. Eckhart and Smith, so the two that um, hi- that hired them, that hired these people, Derek Smith mm-hmm. and um, the other guy, Shane Stand, um, they were arrested on January 13th. So timeline-wise, the attack happened on January 6th. They were arrested mm-hmm. on January 13th. On January 18th, Quick. during a 10-hour interview with the FBI, Tanya admitting to, admitted to knowing that Jeff was involved. The next day, Jeff turned himself into the FBI and alluded to them that the whole thing was Tanya's idea because, duh, why would four grown men have personal beef against Nancy Kerrigan? Right, yeah. It was well, she was the only person that benefited from it, really. It's true, but I also feel like this is after watching I Tanya and actually watching a legit documentary about Tanya Harding that gets her side of the story. Her husband was a fucking creep I, weirdo. Yeah, I think and it I was could m- see the two of them being in cahoots even on his suggestion. I think that it was mostly his idea because he, in fact, did stand to benefit because there was a lot of fucking money. You get a lot of money for winning these championships. Yeah, and he was like some fucking podunk douchebag hitching his wagon to her star. Uh And he also, there's allegations of abuse from him toward her, too. Like, he was a real piece of shit. Yeah, he was. Right. He surely was. Um, Tanya conceded that she knew what had happened and who had been involved at the time, and that she was sorry that she didn't report it when she first found out about the men's involvement on January 10th. So she's saying that she found out that Jeff, et cetera, were involved in the hit four days after it happened, but she didn't tell anyone, and no arrests were made for another three days because the FBI figured it out on their own. Right. Uh, Many state laws, I think it's important to note, including Oregon's, which is where she's from, where she was at the time, certify that the act of concealing criminal knowledge alone is not a crime. So they have, like, anti-narc laws. I mean, I can kind of see that. And also, wasn't one of the... If one of the people involved was her husband, she couldn't be compelled to testify against him anyway. Uh, You know? Maybe. Obviously, in some states, it's possible. But I don't know. Well, let, let's just get through this because she's never actually, she, de- she never actually serves any time. Okay. And she's convicted of something different. Um, okay, so the scandal put a spotlight on the 1994 Winter Olympics in Oslo where Nancy deliberately wore the same costume that she was wearing when she was attacked like a badass Ooh, bitch. Oh, making a statement. <laughs> I know. Yep. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. The Ladies' Olympic technical program from this Olympics remains one of the most watched telecasts in American history. Duh. I would have been living for this if I were old enough to, like, understand. Oh, we did figure skating as toddlers, and my sister's five years older than me, and she skated, like, a lot of her life and went on to play hockey. Mm -hmm. We were, like, glued to the television during this Olympics. I have, like, actual memories of watching this at, like, five, six years old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have like I have some vague memories of watching it too and like seeing all of my 
aunts and my mom reading all the magazines about it yes, and like yes. kind of knowing what was going on. So many magazines. Yeah. I don't remember this, but I do have very vivid memories of both Michael Jackson's interview with Babwa and also the <laughs> O.J. Simpson slow speed oh. chase. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that chase. in my grandparents' <laughs> living room and we were mm-hmm. all gathered around their giant boxed television that was like a furniture piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had one of those. Yeah. They're so big. It takes up half the room. And there's no remote. You have to like get up and change the channel. Turn a dial. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Tanya finished eighth. Ouch. Nancy Mm -hmm. got the silver and Queen Oksana Bayul took home the gold. And I have photos of Oksana Bayul because I Googled her and she, okay, you have, okay, go to the drive. First of all, there's a photo taken right after Nancy got her leg bashed in, which is dramatic. Yep. Remember that photo? Yeah. Right next to it is a gorgeous photo of Oksana doing some kind of soldier man. Is she dabbing? Oh. She's dabbing. Looks like she's dabbing. I was talking about the bangs and the Photoshop Oh, you thought that was Tanya? Yeah. No, that's Oksana. Oh, no, that's Oksana, honey. That's, that's Oksana, Oksana, honey. Yeah. Her hair is incredible. Her outfit is just frilly beyond, and her face mm-hmm. is unreal. And then the next one is also her with the bangs. Banging. Yep. She is banging. They are at attention. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> are not moving. No matter how I fast she up. skates. That's what you look like. <laughs> that is a lot what I look like when I wake up. But her face, she has like the expression and the focus of like a Ukrainian orphan who's been training for this since she was four months old. So mm-hmm. herself? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> Yep. Like, she's going to get it, and she, like, I'm shocked she didn't murder people on her rise to the top. Look at her face. Mm -hmm. She's got it. Um, And then, since we're on the drive, there is a photo of Chrissy Yamaguchi and Nancy Kerrigan (laughs) holding a sign that says, break a leg, Nancy. (laughs) This is years later, though. This is for Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Nancy was on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, she looks great. It's good to have a sense of humor about these kinds of things, you know? She's gorgeous. Actually, that's almost an exact quote from Nancy Kerrigan. She said something like, humor is important. Humor is necessary to get over the grief or, like, whatever she said. Mm. Yeah. Tagline for this podcast. Okay. Yeah, for real. (laughs) So, meanwhile, the U.S. Figure Skating Association stated that Tanya had violated the sport's code of ethics but did not try to prevent her from skating at the Olympics. The reasoning being that there were, like, a bunch of loopholes that, like, she would have ended up being able to skate anyway, so they just weren't going to waste their time using this as, like, a mm-hmm. teachable moment punishment. Love okay. it. Mm-hmm. So she, Don't kneecap each other, ladies. Now get to the ice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She was also formally charged with making false statements about her knowledge. She was sentenced to three years probation, a $100,000 fine, and 500 hours of community service. She also agreed to repay $10,000 in legal expenses to the county, undergo a psychiatric examination, and give $50,000 to the Special Olympics Oregon charity. Mm $50,000? I think it was $25,000. Whatever. Thousands of dollars to the Special Olympics. But she also. 
But she also made a ton of money from this entire thing, including a gift of $25,000 from the CEO of Nike. Thanks a lot. Why? I don't know. And selling her story to Inside Edition for $600,000. So, like, yeah, she made some bank. She made money off of this for sure. Right. All four men involved in the attack were convicted and served prison time for charges ranging from racketeering to conspiracy to commit second degree assault. But, like, he did commit second degree assault. So, right. Yeah. So, do you well, also get conspiracy. a second degree assault charge and the conspiracy charge? I don't know. I wonder if it was reduced by, like, some sort of bargain, like, plea Like thing. a plea, yeah. Probably. I don't know. I didn't get it that far into it. Um, fun fact, during all of this, in February 1994, Jeff Gal... Gal- What's his name? Galuli. Galuli and Tanya Harding leaked part of a sex tape, which they later released through Penthouse. So there's a fucking sex money. tape of these two. They're Yick. hustlers. Yeah. They're also not cute. Why would anyone want to watch that sex tape? I don't know. It was the 90s. In June, on June 22nd, 1994, in Portland, Oregon, Harding appeared on a AAA professional wrestling show as the manager for wrestling stable Los Gringos Locos. I'm just going to oh say God. that I just lifted this straight from Wikipedia because this next part is just too good. I couldn't even rewrite it to be any better. Mm-hmm. So, quote... <laughs> yeah, the night's performance included Art Barr and Eddie Guerrero. Okay. A promotional musical event was unsuccessful when Harding and her band, the Golden Blades, were booed off stage at their only performance <laughs> in 1995 in Portland, Oregon. Yes. <laughs> no, we need a copy of that performance. They were booed it off stage. They're like, wasn't the a performance. The Golden Blades. The Golden Blades. Oh, my God. In 1994, Harding was cast in a low-budget action film called Breakaway. The film was released in 1996. On October 29th, 96, Harding received media attention after using mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to help revive an 81-year-old woman, Alice Olsen, who collapsed at a bar in Portland while playing video poker. <laughs> what if oh my God. Good there's Samaritan. actually, like, a plan to life and like destiny and fate and like the reason Tanya Harding was put on this planet was to mouth to mouth resuscitate Alice that Olsen. One woman. I mean yes. yeah. <laughs> and all the figure skating stuff is just dressing. Harding also appeared on television on the game show The Weakest Link, 15 Minutes of Fame edition in 2002. Oh, I forgot about that show. You all The Weakest Link. Goodbye. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And in March 2008, became a commentator for True TV's The Smoking Gun Presents World's Dumbest. I used to love that show. (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely seen her on that. I think she did some random shit for VH1 too back when like Best Week Ever and all those Uh just like I love the 90s 90s shit was really popular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She also had a short-lived boxing career. In 2009, she set, (laughs) this is my favorite part. In 2009, she set a new land speed record for a vintage gas coupe with the speed of (laughs) 97.177 miles an hour. When she was driving a 1931 Ford Model A named Lickety Split. <laughs> oh, get oh my it, girl. gosh, she got that thing up to 97 miles an hour. Yeah, she broke a fucking <laughs> land speed record. I love this bitch. I really do. 
Not excusing the the Nancy Kerrigan stuff, but like again, she's a fucking hustler. Yeah. She also went on to finish third play in third place on Dancing with the Stars, finishing behind Adam Rippon, another figure skater, and Josh Norman, a freaking NFL player for the Washington racist names. Oh. Yeah, for the Washington bleep this horrible name. Yeah. Tanya mm-hmm. Harding currently lives with her husband Joseph Price and their son Gordon. <laughs> Since leaving, thank God it's not Gordon Galuli. I know Gordon <laughs> Galuli. Jesus, bullet dodged. Since leaving <laughs> skating and boxing, she has worked as a welder, a painter at a metal fabrication company, a hardware sales clerk at Sears, and a deck builder. She's just, like, a physical gal. I love her. She's a Janice of all trades. Yeah. Like, she had a rough upbringing, and she was a very talented figure skater, and, again, obviously made some not great choices, and I'm not excusing the Nancy Kerrigan stuff, but shit. She did what she had to do to survive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Tanya. All right. Tanya, go watch I, Tanya. What's her name? Ugh. Knocks it out of the park. Margot it's a really Robbie. great movie. Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. such a hottie. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, talented, intelligent yeah. person, but also She's going gorgeous. on my laminated celebrity list. Uh-huh. Do you I'm get sorry, two what? lists? Do you get a list, like, from friends, list of celebrities that you are allowed to sleep with, your partner allowed like your you to sleep pass? with? Like your hall pass? Yeah. I just do what I want whenever I want to, so... <laughs> I don't need a list. <laughs> but you two married turds might need your I'm list. I'm going to have two lists. I have I get a, a list, but it's list not laminated. It's a joke from Friends. You didn't well, watch Kenyan it. You needs watched to have Survivor. hers laminated because of how often it's taken into the bathtub with her. Exactly. That's right. My nightly bath. Okay. Ready for some ads? Yeah. Yeah. Life can be stressful. Between work, family, and everything in between, it is not always easy to find time for yourself. Mm. We have to prioritize that. We all need Mm -hmm. somebody to talk to, a person who can support us through those rough patches, even those everyday ups and downs, ups and downs, and down and down sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And that is where Talkspace comes in. It is a mobile app. It is available whenever you need it, and it's affordable. And you no longer have to visit multiple therapists in person uh, in order to find the right one. The Talkspace matching process takes your unique preferences into account to find you someone whose style and expertise matches your needs. Uh, And if you want to switch therapists, you can do so at any time. I actually did, and I was much happier with my second choice because, you know, finding the right therapist takes some time usually. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can do all of this at any time at no extra cost with Talkspace. And you don't have to, like, plug in different therapist offices, addresses into your, like, navigation app and, like, stress over where you're going to find parking and then, uh, you know, go through this whole rigmarole just to be like, eh, that wasn't the right fit. Start over. You know, it's all done in your pocket. It's great. Uh, So taking care of your mental health shouldn't be more work. It should ease your stress, not add to it. I got really lucky and the first therapist that I got matched with ended up being like perfect for me. And I love it because there are a lot of different ways that you can communicate with them. I am a hyper millennial, so I do a lot of texting. 
Um, and I can text her anytime from anywhere, and she checks it during her office hours, which for her personally are like Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, but a lot of therapists will have different office hours depending on their availability. And then depending on what my needs are, like when things were really bad during a certain breakup about a year mm-hmm. ago, I could say, hey, I really need to talk to you on the phone, or I really need to have a video session with you. And she was super accommodating, so I could kind of switch up what my needs were in the moment, and I really appreciated that kind of flexibility. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, Talkspace has more than 3,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. So to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals. Make sure to use the code gals, G-A-L-S, to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. Again, that's gals, G-A-L-S. So head to Talkspace.com forward slash gals for that 45 bucks off your first month. Treat your brain. Treat it. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. And it retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. It is amazing. Getting your FabFitFun box in the mail feels like Christmas. Mm -hmm four times a year and the winter editors box is available now so you need to sign up now before they sell out i'm serious you're not going to want to miss this box i got (laughs) i got the coziest little winter throw that's like the perfect weight it's not too heavy uh lucy and i have both admitted we have worn it as a fashion scarf accessory a a top a full top (laughs) literally a top (laughs) Uh, We may have misunderstood the assignment, but you know what? Don't tell me what to do. Um, I also, we both got jade rollers Mm. in this box, which like I had not had my eyes opened Mm -hmm. to jade rolling. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I am never going back. Also, um, I definitely took a bubble bath last night and had so much collagen on my face. I can't even tell you. I had layered like the little black under eye masks that came in my FabFitFun box, which are unbelievable. They get so much of those dark circles out and they are, they're like packed with collagen. So they're skin firming. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. And then I had like a face mask that I got for Christmas that also had collagen in it that I layered <laughs> over it, which may not be advisable, but it was so Luxurious. amazing. Amanda looks like Lisa Rinna right now. <laughs> I can't move my face. Face, you guys, it's unbelievable. I use um, that. So I use that Kate Somerville exfoliating scrub yesterday, uh, and I made Corey like touch my face multiple times yesterday. I was like, feel it, feel it, feel it. It is so good. It's so good. And then also, I really love the assortment of beauty products that they have. Some from Tarte, Moroccan Oil, Chi Beauty Blender, Oscar Blandy, and Zoya. Um, I am someone who gets a lot of tattoos, and I recently got a tattoo, and actually, like the Moroccan Oil body oil is really hydrating so now that I'm a little bit farther along in the healing process I'll use that to keep my skin really moisturized so the colors of my tattoos really pop that has been like my little tattoo cheat and I absolutely love it and I wouldn't have found that if it weren't for the FabFitFun box Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it yeah we all do you can crush it on that (laughs) FabFitFun box by using coupon GALS, G-A-L-S, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's fab as in fabulous, fit as in fitness, fun as in as fun as the show is. Fabfitfun.com. Promo code GALS to get $10 off your first box. Mm -hmm. You deserve it. Treat yourself. Heads up. 
The timeline is a little blurry for my case, and I read lots of conflicting reports, so I just did my best. Well, you know what? Your it. best isn't good enough. Well, I was actually going to say her best is often above and beyond. So you bitch. <laughs> well, so you somewhere know what, in between bitch? there. <laughs> Wolfgang Schwartz. Amadeus Schwartz. Was born in Vienna, Austria in 1947. You don't say. I don't know anything about his parents, but I think we can conclude that they were Nazis. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't know for sure. Total speculation. But let's go with it. The timeline it. fits. <laughs> Wolfgang was a two-time world figure skating championships silver medalist playing second fiddle to his fellow Austrian teammate Emmerich Dancer in in 1966 and 1967. Dancer. Dancer. He was a nice dancer. Couldn't be more perfect. Tony Dancer. Hold me closer, Tony Dancer. (laughs) Emmerich Dancer. Emmerich Dancer. (laughs) (laughs) But the 1968 Grenoble Winter Olympics... Chernobyl Winter Olympics. No. (laughs) Grenoble (laughs) in France. Um, And it was Wolfgang's time to shine. He won an Olympic gold medal after his rousing performance set to some classical shit that I tried looking up but couldn't find the answer to, but it sounded Austrian as hell. Good work. Heard that. Wolfgang, I'm going to keep saying his name like that, Okay, was one of the youngest men's figure skating champions ever at just 21 years old. Ooh. Ooh, wow. And at this 1968 Olympics, Emmerich Dancer, Tiny Dancer, came in fourth place. So take that. <laughs> Suck it, Dancer. Who's the Dancer <laughs> now, bitch? <laughs> it's Wolfgang. <laughs> Wolfgang. Side note, Wolfgang also turned heads by breaking the nearly two-decade-long tradition of men's figure skating costumes being either white or black tuxedos, and he instead skated in a slick black one-piece and white turtleneck ensemble. God bless him. Very risque. Breaking barriers. I like that. I like that a lot. That's hot. Yeah. There's a there are some YouTube videos that we will add to the blog if you guys want to see. I watched his 1968 routine and he was very graceful. I will give him that. He was very smooth. Um Kenyon's a judge then, now. <laughs> I would give him eight out a of ten. Solid eight point two. Do they do points? I don't know. In all honesty, I can absolutely seeing you as a see you as a judge at like the Westminster dog show. Oh my god. Yes. They have a um Rescue dog show that's like Westminster, but for rescues now. <gasps> Rescue Minster. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds like a good cheese. Okay. Oh my God, yes. In the, okay, the 1968 Winter Olympics would be Schwartz's last major competition. After reaching this peak, he turned pro and skated for Holiday on Ice and oh. the Ice Capades oh for several God. years. Lucky. Mm hmm. 
Not much is known about Schwartz's life in the intervening years, but in 2002, this former Olympian once again made headlines, but this time for a very different reason. Human trafficking. Oh, what no. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god. Why are you laughing? Just when I started liking him. Don't like him. He's horrible. He's oh. the worst. Okay. Oh my god. Um no, was- I'm laughing cuz it's so incongruous. He's just like go to the drive and look at photos of him skating cuz he's a little itty baby. Oh no. With oh. little like blonde hair and little bow tie. What the and- fuck? He looks like Charlie Chaplin. He's like a risk taker. Yeah. Fashion-wise. Yeah. He's, like, just yeah. this little, he's just a young guy he having looks, the time of his life skating. He looks like a little waspy boy, 13 years old, at, like, uh-huh. some mm-hmm. boarding school with Robin Williams as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Captain, my Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, the whole time that I was writing my notes, I just kept thinking about that part in Legally Blonde where Elle Woods is defending Brooke Wyndham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. They just don't. <laughs> so I just kept thinking, like, figure skaters just don't human traffic. They just don't. Kings of New England just don't human traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, they do. So <laughs> turns out they super do. Even princes of Maine? <laughs> In March 2002, at 54 years of age, Wolfgang Schwartz was arrested in Vienna after police caught him procuring visas for young women and underage girls from Eastern Europe with the aim of smuggling them into Austria and forcing them into prostitution slash sex work. Lord, good Lord. So this is not the good kind of human trafficking where you, like, get visas for, like, Jews fleeing World War II. Okay. I wouldn't call that human trafficking ever. It's technically (laughs) trafficking. It's illegal human trafficking, but they were saving lives. Well, that was before the United Nations protocol to prevent and suppress trafficking in human beings. (laughs) So. You're such a buzzkill. <laughs> Technically, it wasn't a law in the books. Well, actually, okay. <laughs> let's get back to Wolfgang. So, um, Schwartz headed a gang of traffickers who kidnapped and smuggled underage girls from Lithuania, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, and Bulgaria into Austria for the pleasure of rich tycoons, usually German nationals who owned expensive chalets in various parts of South Austria. Yuck. Gross. And some of these were children, like some of these were underage girls. So initially, Wolfgang attempted to claim that he was trying to, quote, help the women and girls by, quote, putting food on the table. No. Because they were all from, like, poor families. Um, But an investigation conducted by the anti-trafficking advocacy organization Anti-Slavery International proved that, quote, none of the parents of the victims knew the whereabouts of their missing children. Oh, my God. So they were just kidnapped, basically? Um, Some might have been kidnapped. Usually, probably for the children, they were kidnapped. Uh, For the adult women, it's usually like a false offer of a different kind of employment. In Western Europe, and then um, 
you know, they, they get visas, they get passports. Sometimes they intentionally get the women fake papers so that they're more vulnerable um, and dependent when they get to the, the destination country because Damn, they have sad. false papers and they didn't know that they were going to have false papers. And they think that they're going to have a job as, working as like a maid or, you know, in a travel agency or what have you and or as a translator. And then it turns out they're working at a strip club or in a brothel or on in street sex work um, against their Wolfgang. will. Yeah. Or sometimes they're told they're going to be working in sex work. And they're okay with that, but what they don't know is the kind of, like, coercive control that they're going to be under, and then it still makes it trafficking. Mm-hmm. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. So we don't know exactly. Um, Wolfgang ended up making a partial confession at trial, and on December 8th, 2002, was convicted on charges of trafficking in human beings and sentenced to eight years in prison. His initial prison sentence was postponed, however, in order to accommodate his treatment for skin cancer. What? So, okay, so first they just postpone it, and he undergoes treatment and is presumably under house arrest, I have to imagine, um, slash going to the hospital. Um, But then Wolfgang caught another break when this eight-year prison sentence, which he hadn't served any time on yet, was later reduced to just 18 months. What the hell? And I don't know why this happened, but it did. Then, in 2005, another lucky break. Jesus. Wolfgang was acquitted on separate human trafficking charges. But not oh because the judge thought he was innocent, just because all the witnesses against him were fellow criminals and their testimony was deemed untrustworthy. Oh, <laughs> my God. So <laughs> Judge Judge Martina Kranz told Schwartz in the courtroom, you had the luck of carrying out your dubious dealings with people who are not a bit more trustworthy than you. Wow. Yeah. So, so they neither of you they could ever testify against me in court. Yeah, we're all on the same page here. We're in this together. <laughs> Going down with the ship. Mm-hmm. So prosecutors had alleged, and this is when he got acquitted, that Wolfgang had brought two Lithuanian women to Austria to work illegally in a brothel, and he had demanded a cut of their pay, which is like literally the definition of trafficking for the purposes of prostitution. Mm-hmm. Um. After he got out of prison, Schwartz allegedly, quote, often dressed as a Catholic priest in public, claiming that God had personally spoken to him and blessed him several times throughout his trial. Fucking stop. Ick. And, like, he did get a lot of lucky breaks, so maybe this was a a genuine feeling and emotion. Maybe I should be a Lutheran. (laughs) He is Austrian, so he should be a Lutheran. A practicing Um, Lutheran. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Schwartz sold a home on the outskirts of Vienna to a Romanian law firm, which in turn rented it to millionaire Romanian businessman Andre Sherban. But it was Sherban's 18-year-old daughter, Andrea, who actually lived in the home. Oh, no. 
Wolfgang, already a convicted felon, cooked up a plot to kidnap Andrea and hold her for nearly $4 million in ransom. Give it up, dude. Yeah, Yeah. just stop. Just stop. I couldn't figure out how this plot was discovered, but Wolfgang later admitted he'd been, quote, motivated by money and stated, quote, I admit it was my idea to kidnap the woman. I cannot explain it. And, like, my only explanation is that this dude, like, really fucking hates women. Like, he just sees women and women's bodies as, like, a means to make money for himself. Yeah, exactly. And that he can just kidnap and do whatever he wants with women. Okay. Yeah. So they're just not human in his eyes. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Which is, does not reflect the goals and value system of ice dance. No. No, it does not. (laughs) State attorney Christian Tempsch summed it up quite nicely for reporters, quote, the motive for the whole thing was, of course, greed and selfishness. Anyone could use two or three million euros. Well, yeah. Preach. Yes, we could. We all could. But some of us also have lines. Um. Don't worry, the kidnapping was never carried out, and Andrea Sherban is fine. She is now a lifestyle blogger. Love nice. it. Also, and wouldn't they blogs- have been marks and not euros? No. Uh, when was the euro introduced? They're all, they were already euros. Oh. In 2006. Oh, yeah. I, th- I was thinking this was in, like, the 70s still. Okay, we're good. No, he was doing the ice capades then. Okay. He was yeah. busy. Yeah. It's hard to kidnap when you're part of the ice capades. They're always touring. <laughs> <laughs> um, on August 7, 2006, for the second time in his life, Wolfgang Schwartz, former gold medalist figure skater, was sentenced to eight years in prison. Incredible. Which is still kind of a light sentence, given the fact that he was originally facing up to 20 years for the attempted kidnapping. Yeah. And skated out of that. (laughs) (laughs) He was on thin ice before. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. He really spun it in his own direction. (laughs) At this point, he's in a death spiral. Woo! That's kind of a leap, don't you think? Oh! <laughs> Quit trying to spin this. I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, he was sent. He was in a tight spot. Okay, we're <laughs> like done. Tight. We're done. Okay, it's that done. That was a stretch. Get it? That was a stretch. Get it? Get it? Yeah, Get because it? athletes okay. stretch. Okay, continue. <laughs> He was sent to the maximum security kiss and cry area known as Stain Prison in Krems, Austria, where he became pals with other notorious celebrity criminals such as Joseph Fritzl, Harold Sasek, and Gunter Lorenz. So Joseph oh, Fritzl. Gunter. You guys definitely would recognize Joseph Fritzl. I, I remember. Think I He's yeah. fucking scary. He is really fucking scary. He is the monster who held his own daughter captive in a basement dungeon cage for 24 years. Didn't we cover him oh, in an episode? Oh, shit. I don't know Maybe. if we did. I don't know. He's... Uh, 
The he like raped her daily and fathered seven children with his own daughter. Oh, I think we have covered him. And they, yeah. and he there were photos of her dungeon and there were like clothes everywhere and like it was behind a fake wall in his basement. Yeah. This yeah. is not a good situation. He apparently still writes to his daughter, begging her to send him special shampoo for his hair plugs. Are you fucking um, kidding me? How about no? Jesus yep. Christ. Um, Gunter Lawrence killed two women and a man in an execution-style shooting. So these are all this guy's friends in prison. Um, and Harold Sasek is Austria's most notorious killer, uh, dubbed the gas man in the press because he posed as the employee <laughs> of an energy company oh, in order to enter Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. I oh. was excited. <laughs> also, I've been doing more yoga and there is a pose called wind relieving pose. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture Pavana it. Muktasana. Oh my God. <laughs> um, it's great. It actually it's a really, fart helps, really helps relieve that wind. Um, anyway, this last guy, because, yeah, he, like, pretended to be a member of the energy company and broke into old people's homes and beat them up and raped them and stole their shit. So cool. these are the people that Wolfgang is choosing to hang out with in prison. Love it. And a prison officer said, quote, they are quite a grim little gang. No one is in here because they're an angel, but this lot are the dregs of the world. Wow. They're all in figure skating costumes designed <laughs> by Wolfgang. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, by all accounts, the prison at Krems is not a pleasant place to be. One scandal came to light in 2014 in which several prison officials were fired after an elderly, mentally and physically ill prisoner was, quote, ignored and forgotten for several months. Oh, uh, my God. Not good. This person, like, they were still alive. They were being fed and whatever, but due to an untreated medical condition, his legs were severely inflamed and covered with calluses and sores, and he was in desperate Ugh. need of medical attention. Witnesses also described a terrible stench and strong odor of decay no. coming from his cell. Coming from the living but neglected person. Yes. You do not want smells of decay coming from you while you're alive. It reminds yeah. me of one of the one of the crimes in Seven, when that yeah. yeah. person's yeah. like in the bed and they assume that it's a corpse who'd been there forever, and then it like starts coughing, and it's the most horrifying part of that movie. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh That's my god, that good. movie is such a masterpiece. What's in the so box? What's in the box? <laughs> So anyway, that is where Wolfgang was for eight years. But that was back in 2006 that he was sentenced, so he must be out by now. Whoa. Oh, my God. He's going to be in the new Ice Capades. Yes. Hell on ice. Jail oh on ice. Jail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's dark. It's a dark comedy. Um, He's going to choreograph Chicago that. on ice. I want that to come to the Excel Energy Center, Jail on Ice. Yes. <laughs> I will buy tickets. All right. So that's my case. That's Wolfgang Schwartz. Nice job. Oh, he sucks. Thanks. Yeah. He's the worst. He's the worst. Well, let's hear from our sponsors. Most working parents worry about their kids every minute of the day. Most parents, period, mm -hmm. worry about their kids every minute of the day. <laughs> 
You're more at ease and more focused when you know that your kids, your parents, your pets, hi, mm-hmm. are home and well cared for. The peace of mind is priceless, but it's less expensive than you think. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. And your pets are part of oh, your family, yes. in my personal opinion. At care.com, you can find care for everyone in the family. Whether you need child care while you're at work or you want to line up a date night, like take a bath, yeah. <laughs> leave your house for any minute use of time. Use the toilet. You, use the toilet in peace. <laughs> care.com is there for you. <laughs> you can find sitters and nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, errand runners, and more. Full-time, part-time, anytime. Mm-hmm. Using care.com makes life simpler for families everywhere and at care.com you can find book and pay for care all in one place. It's ridiculously convenient. I love it. I love looking for, you know, new people to come in and do just random things that I hate like washing my windows. Hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Care.com makes it easy to take care of all your household employer obligations including nanny taxes mm-hmm. with care.com home pay. They are confusing, Very convenient. y'all. And if you ever want to run for political office slash just do the right thing, you got to pay your nanny taxes. Get your taxes straight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Care.com knows. And Care.com provides access to a variety of background check options that you can purchase to help you make the best hiring decision. Very important, especially when it comes to your kids and your pets. Yes, and your windows. Yep, especially your pets. And your windows. Especially <laughs> So join for free as a basic member and start searching for great local caregivers and window washers. Uh, once you upgrade to premium membership, you can reach out to them, schedule interviews, and even book and pay for care online or through the app. It is so convenient. So Amazing. to save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com forward slash gals when you subscribe. Again, save 30% off a Care.com premium membership by visiting care.com, C-A-R-E.com forward slash G-A-L-S when you subscribe. Treat your household. Whether you're still craving cozy sweaters or you're ready to start stocking up for spring, me, ModCloth is your go-to. Transition from layered looks to looks you can wear as the weather warms up. Please, God, it is like negative 8 billion in Minneapolis right now. It is the worst. But I'm still going to go ahead and shop for bathing suits because why not? Uh, Because I am jonesing for a getaway. And if you are jonesing for a getaway, they have an amazing collection of swimwear suited just for you. See what we did there? So what are you waiting for? Hit the site and discover something uniquely you. Start the new year with a clean slate and a fresh wardrobe. Your closet is ready for pieces that are easy to transition from winter to spring. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently ordered a lot of stuff from ModCloth. And if any <laughs> of you attend any future uh Wine and Crime live shows, you will see said items on my body. On all three of us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I ordered this really cute, uh, like, cherry red skirt with, like, fluffies on it. I don't even know what to call them. It's very cute. I also ordered a black leather jacket. Yes, queen. Yes. And, um, like, a really cute black dress with, like, sort of sheer sleeves. I'm like branching mm. out, you guys. I'm I'm loving ModCloth. Um, I also love that ModCloth believes fashion should celebrate all women. 
and people who identify as women. And that's why they offer a full range of sizes from extra, extra small to 4X. So they are size inclusive. I love that. Also, if you're like me and your body is like a Frankenstein's monster of various sizes and pieces, (laughs) Mod Cloth is awesome because you can mix mix and match, especially in swimwear. That is key. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you have a question about fit, their team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help, which I have used before because sometimes with dresses, unless you're trying it on in person, you don't really know. But these mod stylists, they have got a down pat. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So to get 25% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com, that is M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com, and enter the promo code WINECRIME at checkout. This offer is valid for one-time use only and expires on April 7th, 2019. So run, don't walk, to modcloth.com, enter that promo code WINECRIME at checkout. That'll get you 25% off your purchase of $100 or more. So... Do it, Claude, your bod in mod. Claude it. Gals, I hate to say it, but we're all getting older. Don't kid yourself. This is 31. (laughs) Don't kid yourself. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to have broken down skin at that next big moment in my life, which could be our next live show. Whether you're getting married, got a first date, job interview, or just a girl's night out, we want to look our best, don't we? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or just look normal, like a normal human person. That's all I'm striving for. Set the bar. But what really, oh, no, I'm kidding. What really <laughs> sucks is that there are so many products out there. There's no clue what you're buying and whether it's right for you. But I have found the perfect solution. It is called Beauty by Design. And here's how it works. It's actually like super lavish. It's like having your own esthetician in your pocket. You get personalized skincare. All you do is take a quick skin survey, you snap a selfie, and voila, they're assessing your skin. Mm-hmm. You get on-demand skin advice by a, a licensed esthetician that curates a personalized skincare routine specifically for you. It's pretty amazing. Uh, it focuses on your skin, your concerns. So, like my T zone, <laughs> my chin, chin, praise, my shiny patches. <laughs> my esthetician asked where I lived, and I told her I'm in like the Upper Midwest, and she goes, oh, yeah. "Okay, so you have two different types of skin: one for the winter and one for yes, the summer. winter. Yeah, skin. they get to know like the climate and the things that you encounter. I would imagine that if you lived in like Los Angeles, and Maybe there could be some pollution issues that could be affecting your skin. And you could raise that as a concern to your personalized in-your-pocket esthetician. That is true personalization. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. They also have more formulas and options and lots of clean ingredients. So they have over 100 Mm -hmm. products and 250-plus natural performance ingredients that are vegan, cruelty-free, and paraben and sulfate-free, which is super important. I am on a new cruelty-free beauty lifestyle kick. Um, God bless. And it can take a lot of time and research to try to find products that are cruelty-free, but Beauty by Design does that for you. Um, And you can shop the way you want. So there's no subscription, no obligations, free shipping and free returns, which makes this totally risk-free. So 
Haven't you <laughs> always been curious about what is best for your skin? Now you can find out. To experience the world's most personalized skincare, go to beautybydesign.com forward slash gals and use the promo code gals today. First time customers get 20% off. So again, what? I know. Personalized skincare, 20% <laughs> off. Go to beautybydesign.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, and use promo code gals today. First time customers get 20% off. Treat your skin. Treat it. Uh, Wolfgang, terrible dude. I've got another terrible dude for you. Ooh, another dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, another dude and just want to say obviously like this entire show has a trigger warning but I want to give another one that we're going to talk about sexual assault of a minor mm-hmm. can I so leave much the room fun. I'm yeah, pouring more it. wine yeah good idea this is also a recent case and local to Minnesota so it's a double whammy oh, no. oh dang Minnesota is big into skating it's a hacky state So we rock both hockey and figure skating. Mm -hmm. So it comes as no surprise to me that there is a case fresh out of St. Louis Park slash Eden Prairie uh, about a figure skating coach who worked with the Eden Prairie Figure Skating Club and was charged last year in Hennepin County District Court with sexually assaulting one of his students beginning when she was 14. God damn it. The man's name is Thomas Joseph in Cantalupo. He's 47 years old. He lives I can't a lupo. I can't a lupo either. God. Yeah. Um, he's 47. He's from St. Louis Park, Minnesota. And he began abusing this young girl in August of 2015 and continued until September of last year, according to the criminal complaint. Um, after he was arrested, he was held at the Hennepin County Jail on five charges of criminal sexual conduct. Mm-hmm. quote as a father and a former coach of young women this conduct if proven in court deserves to be the severest penalty possible this is a quote from hennepin county attorney mike freeman and while i appreciate that he's coming out and saying i want to prosecute to the highest level of severity it does kind of stick in my craw that it still needs to be said if proven in court which like i get it but can mm-hmm. we just can we just denounce the the conduct without having to sneak in and assuming this, these allegations are true kind of thing. And also that as a like father of of daughters or whatever. Yeah, just as a person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's done so much more often with allegations of sexual misconduct and rape and sexual assault. Like yeah, every other murder, crime, people are yeah. just like, this guy did it. But with anything sexual in nature, they have to like repeatedly be like, allegedly, if proven, if true. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. Um, I simply cannot a lupo has been coaching since (laughs) 1990, is a master rated free skate coach and was a coach for Team USA in 2008 and 2010. He did performances on NBC, CBS and MTV and was an honor roll coach with the Professional Skaters Association in 2008, 2010 and 2016. He had been with the Eden Prairie Club since 2016. He was a feature or he was featured in a Star Tribune article titled Inspiration on Ice in 2008. Oh Star mm-hmm. Trip do better. Not I with know. interviewing him cuz you didn't know yet, but with your titles, with your yeah, headlines. Yeah, cuz that clearly didn't hold up. Yeah. Um and Minnesota figure skating has been loving this dude for years. 
And before he came to Minnesota, he was a coach in Des Moines, Iowa. La. Great. Oh. Cool. Bullet dodged. Oh, no. Um, so the victim remains unnamed because she's still underage, but I, I wanted to give her a name for just mm-hmm. the use of this. So we're just going to, I'm going to refer to her as Jane, like Jane Doe. Okay. I just don't like, I don't know. I don't like saying the victim over and over again. No. Cause right. this bitch fucking rose up and brought Reported it. Reported him. End, so, and, yeah. yeah. Um, Good so call. he became, yeah, he became Jane's coach when she was nine years old. <laughs> So he had known her from, a, a, I mean, she was a child when he allegedly, or like when she says he started. But she was really little when he first knew her. Right. But he's known her since she was nine. So like, it's already fucked up, but this is even more fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, she excelled enough to become a competitive figure skater, even traveling to international event- events. They traveled pretty often. And when she did travel, she was often alone with him and he would be the sole person responsible for her care. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. I'm sorry. uh, That's over now. We don't allow that. Nope. No more coaches being in charge of all children. Right. Uh -uh. Even female coaches with female children. Any Any singular person being the sole person responsible for for a child. Yeah. Who isn't the parent? Should be monitored. Yeah. What's that guardian, show? Yeah. There's a movie on HBO, and I cannot remember what it's called, but it's based on a book, and the it's a woman. One? Huh? No. Never mind. No. It's it's a woman remembering her. She's remembering her riding and her track coaches when she was growing up really fondly, and like, oh, we had just such a special relationship, and those two, the the riding and the track coach were like married, but they brought the this little girl into like a sexual relationship with them, and it's like uh, her discovering as an adult that she really was seriously sexually abused by both of them. It's really interesting. Oh, God. Oof. But yeah. Like all these repressed memories, kind of? Yeah, but it just t- it, it tells, like, kind of the classic story of, like, a, a male coach abusing a, a teenage girl. But, like, yeah. it just, it, on a totally different level. It's a really beautiful movie, and I cannot think of what it's called. I'm Googling it. If it we comes could probably to you, have just a whole episode on, like, coach crimes, sadly. Dude, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Um... Oh, so according to it's called the tale and it's with Laura Dern. Oh, I love Laura Dern. I know it's so good. <laughs> okay. Continuing on. According to Jane, the abuse began during a trip to Connecticut in August of 2015 for a skating training camp. One night when she was sleeping at the home of another coach. So they were being like housed. Mm-hmm. Um, he entered the room and fondled her. She said she tried to pretend she was asleep so that he would stop, but instead he put his hands on her face and forced her to perform oral sex on him. God. Oh God. Like stop. one hand over each of like her ears, grabbing her, her uh, head like that. Oh, my God. I, I, I got physically sick when I read that. I was like, uh. it's disgusting. Um, of course, after the deed was done, the coach instructed her not to tell anyone. And she's 14 at this point and terrified, so she's not going to. More than a year passed before the next incident when in Cantalupo and Jane took a trip to Argentina for a skating seminar. 
There, the coach kissed his then 15-year-old student, performed oral sex on her, and, quote, engaged in sexual penetration more than a dozen times. Ew. And it was just the two of them on this trip? I mean, it sounds to me like people from all over go to these seminars, but from Minnesota, it was probably just her and him. And then they are, they land and they're like part of a thing that includes a lot of other skaters from all over the world. Right. But like traveling in like hotel and stuff could have just been the two of them. It's very, very likely that they were alone or, I mean, but when he did it the first time, they were, they were being hosted by another coach who probably had people in the house. Like clearly he doesn't give a fuck. No, but I'm just saying her parents weren't there. No. No, it doesn't sound like they were. Um, Later that year, the two were again in Argentina for an event when he forced sex on her five more times. After one such instance, he allegedly drove her to a clinic and obtained a morning after birth control pill. He told her she was the love of his life and that the two of them should move to Argentina after she turned 18. Ew. Oh, my God. Yeah. Blech. Um, It sounds like they go to the seminar in Argentina almost every year because then in another trip to Argentina the following year, Encantalupo raped her more than a dozen times, according to the official complaint, which notes the coach, quote, no longer wore a condom during the encounters. Great. He also preyed upon her during another trip to Connecticut in 2017 and in fall of last year began regularly taking her to a hotel in Eden Prairie. Okay. I'm sorry. The hotel workers should be asking to see some ID from both of them and should be like, hmm, why is this adult man bringing this 15-year-old girl to a hotel Yeah, but if he's... They don't do that much... It's not, you know, the staff's job to do that much vetting and if he's saying I'm here with my daughter or whatever she doesn't need to have an ID uh, under 18. They legally can't demand that. And they're yeah they're not going to ask for a birth certificate. It's like I completely understand what you're saying and it is really frustrating but it's easier said than done I guess is what I'm saying. I just think that like everyone staying in the hotel should should provide some form of ID. You think a four year old is going to have ID? Underage people don't have a form of ID aren't required to carry one. Well, yeah, but if they don't have a form of ID and they're underage, then you should have to prove some sort of link, like parental link, like they do in airports. If you travel with your kids, you have to have some sort of documentation that you're their guardian. And Mm. if you're a foreign national trying to stay in a hotel, in most hotels around the world even, you have to provide a photo ID to stay in that hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I again, I agree with you. I think that's just probably not something that hotels are going to spend money to fucking implement. Right. You know? Um, in a quote from the official filed complaint, quote, on September 28th, 2017, in Cantalupo took the victim to a hotel and checked in. In Cantalupo had told the victim's parents that they were going to have a longer training session that day. On this date, Encantalupo put his penis into the victim's anus. The victim told Encantalupo that she did not like that, but Encantalupo continued anyways because he's a fucking piece of shit, not in the official complaint, but needed to be said. Encantalupo mm-hmm. brought the victim back to the skating rink after so that she could be picked up by her parents. Ugh. So oh also God. it should be noted that if they're going to a hotel that you can fucking book by the hour, mm-hmm. the vetting in a place like that is not exactly going to be sound. 
Or or he just used it for an hour but paid for a night. Right. You know, we don't Who know. Who even fucking knows? Um, he allegedly anally penetrated her on repeat occasions, occasions after this hotel records found by police proved he checked into the same place on multiple occasions in late 2017. So this like became a routine. Um, it sounds from, from all of her testimony, it was concluded that he assaulted her at least 40 times until January of, uh, 2018 when the now, well, I guess right now she'd be about 17, but at the time, 16-year-old Jane told a friend about the abuse, and then together, I think they told her parents. Parents called the police, who set up sort of like a to-catch-a-predator-style sting, which was only possible because of Jane's amazing fucking bravery and tenacity. God bless. Because she agreed to wear a wire and meet with the coach at the Eden Prairie Ice Rink, where they regularly train. Mm-hmm. And in the recorded conversation, he once again told her that she was the love of his life, said that he would agree to stop making the hotel visits because their relationship was not strictly physical. He also said that he knew the relationship was wrong and that he could go to jail. And all of this was plenty for police to make an arrest. Good. So at least he didn't try to pull a Letourneau and be like, I didn't know this was a crime. No. I mean, if he gets one thing that will give him any <laughs> iota of credit for, I guess that's if it. If he gets one at least, it's yeah, that's the, the one. lowest possible denomination of at <laughs> least. Exactly, exactly. Um, he faces one count of first-degree criminal sexual conduct, which comes with a maximum penalty of 30 years in prison and or a $40,000 fine. Each of, uh, but then there's four different charges on top of that of third degree criminal sexual assault. And each of those charges carries a maximum sentence of 15 years and or a $30,000 fine. And he has four of those. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot potentially coming down the pipeline. Of course, he pled not guilty. Um, His trial was set to begin in September of 2018. So not too long ago. And I don't think it's complete because I can't find any official sentencing or update on the trial. Mm -hmm. Um, It's entirely possible that this shit is still ongoing, especially if he pled guilty and considering in a lot of sexual assault cases, especially some that have been going on through multiple years, they have to comb through these fucking allegations and defense teams in these scenarios are usually really gross and trying to find some way to fucking turn it on the victim. But that's neither here nor there. And there could be all different kinds of reasons for postponements or delays mm-hmm. or rescheduling of blah, blah, blah. Oh, so it can, yeah, it can take absolutely. a while to work its way through. Because it sounds like there was this, re- she reported it, caught him confessing to the fact that he had had a sexual relationship with her on wire. But then there's, they arrested him really fast, but there's still obviously investigation that needs to be done into these years of abuse allegations, some of which took place in another country. Right. So yeah. there's probably a lot more layers to it. And we're going to be, I, I want to keep an eye on this story. I haven't seen really anything yet in 2019, but we're still really new in 2019. Um, if anyone listening knows more about this or where he is right now or mm-hmm. what the update is, I, I would love an update mm-hmm. because yeah. this guy is a fucker and I want to see this fucker go away. And I would love for him to be found guilty on his one count of first degree and all four counts of third degree and for him to go to jail for a really fucking long time and have to pay mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be the ultimate win. That'd be IMO. great. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. for Jane to be, to find the counseling that she inevitably will need. And to oh, lead a happy absolutely. life. absolutely. I mean, 
that's yeah goes without saying yeah go, I yeah I mean of course it should be said but in that goes without saying I will yeah I want to see her thrive and him fucking rot be penniless rotting in jail for the rest of his life yeah that'd be ideal all right special thanks this week uh shout out to our fan picker uh, this amazing topic was picked by Helen Thomas to dedicate to her friend, Libby Amon, for her 31st birthday. And like we said at the top, 31 is a very special time in your life, mm-hmm. as we can all attest, because we're in it. And, um, you know, just go out there and get yourself a Snuggie. Just do it. <laughs> a Snuggie? Uh, yeah. That one of those, like, body blanket. Body it's the blanket blankets? with sleeves. A blanket. Yeah. yeah. I love Just it. go do it. That's that's my special thanks. It's turning into advice corner. I love it. <laughs> oh man! Also special Happy birthday, thanks. Lizzie. There we go. Just <laughs> Stephanie Foltzer. Uh, Foltz yourself in half and listen to this show. <laughs> Foltzer, I barely know her. Barely know her. <laughs> Well, we blew that load pretty early. Uh, thank you, Megan Always. Fork. You're forking incredible for your five bucks a month. Thank you so much. Fork, yeah, Megan. Forking amazing. Um, also, shout out to Effie. Sometimes uh, this these puns are a little effy, but we try hard. And- <laughs> You're effing cool, too. Yeah. I love it. Abby Sadler. Put a saddle on her and call her good. You're giving $5 a month, and you're also a Minnetonka High School alumnus. Yeah. Class of 2014. God, we're so old. God. (laughs) Stop listening to this show. It's inappropriate (laughs) for someone your age. You're such a baby. Oh, my God. Enjoy life. Also, buy a Snuggie. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, honey, you need one, too, Abby Sadler. Don't be sad. Just out of the womb. Oh, is, is it, it my, my turn? turn? Sure is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rachel Nuzo Nutso. Not so easy to pronounce your last name. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you. I want to nuzzle you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Alessandra Cunho. I couldn't know how to say your last name <laughs> if I tried, but I did try. So we'll see. A, A for effort. A for Alessandra. D for Demetria Milton. <laughs> you are Demetrina so nice. <laughs> you Demetria so in much a Milton. to me. You're one in a Milton. <laughs> one in a Milton. <laughs> you are half of a wildly successful board game empire. Yeah, you are. Okay. Uh, thank you to Sarah D. Sandra Nobody D. Nobody doesn't like Sarah D. Yeah, there we go. Got okay. a great I'm idea so donating five Ooh. bucks a month. Thank you so much. Nailed it. And Katie Boyd. Boy, oh, Boyd. Katie Boyd, thank you for your donation. Nice. Boyd is Kenyan grateful that you have a name <laughs> that's so easy to pronounce. <laughs> I'm really loving this next person we're thanking. Crying Boomers. 
I hope to God that's your given name. Oh my God. I do too. And also that it is a reflection on how baby, bo- baby boomers actually like ruined our economy and millennials are not to blame. <laughs> yep. But anyway. yep. Learn how to rotate <laughs> Thank you for PDF your documents. <laughs> or it's like a super literal Puritan name like we talked about in our Puritan <laughs> oh Crimes God, live yes. show, which hasn't been released as an episode yet, but it really should be because we got some good Puritan up. names. <laughs> Temperance Tears. Um, <laughs> Temperance, tears, patience, crying, boomers, Hamilton, Pratt. Uh, oh, speaking of Pratt, uh, this person That's where I got it from. requested <laughs> moi um, to do their shout out because my whining in, the, in another episode paid off. So Hannah Pratt, I love you, <laughs> Hannah. And The um, squeaky wheel gets the grace. <laughs> yeah, and I... <laughs> I'm honored to do your shout out because we met and hugged in NYC and I love you. Thank you, Hannah. She hasn't showered since, Hannah. I I haven't. (laughs) Stay in Johannesburg for now. I still smell like Pratt. (laughs) Okay. Amber Terry. Oh, it's just kidding. It's not my turn. Go ahead, Lucy. It's no one's turn. Hannah Pratt really fucked it up. (laughs) Just kidding. I just heard Kenyon's voice. It was triggered. (laughs) Amber Terry, thank you so much for increasing your pledge from $1 to $5 a month. Friendly reminder, you can do that. Yeah. I love that. Everyone wants to be like Amber Terry. You know who else did it? Jessica Way really showing no the way. way. Where there's a will, there's no a way. way. Where there's a Jessica, there's a way. <laughs> they introduced their don- uh, donation, increased their donation. Oh my God, I'm so drunk and tired. <laughs> From $2 to $5 a month, crushing it. Mm-hmm. As is Courtney Russ. You love us, and we love <laughs> Russ. <laughs> Nothing rusty about Courtney. <laughs> a Russ episode and um, (laughs) oh no all right and Courtney's getting a fucking patriarchy flexible wine glass in the mail as is Lauren Zinke you're Zinke hardly knew you're kind of kinky oh Lauren with a Y why are you so cool Lauren why oh why Uh, you know who else is cool Taylor Ruby Catlett. <gasps> oh, just catlet. like a little cat. Shh. Little well, cutlet of she's cat. She's just a mon petit catlet. Catlet. Oh, my God. You're as it. beautiful as a ruby, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And Diogo Martins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you got this. Do you go to Yogo? <laughs> oh wow! Do you gone too far with your generosity? <laughs> oh, oh, my oh my god! Okay, oh, thank you, Susan Bertrand. <laughs> Susan, Susan, or lose it. <laughs> Susan, desperately seeking Susan. 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 <laughs> yep. Uh, you know who's not desperate? Linda Bergen. Mm. Because Linda is here to unburgen us with their $10 a month donation. Linda probably knows how to spell burger. Oh, hamburger. Than our president. Hamburger. 
<laughs> Some coffee with my hamburger. <laughs> Shout out to Tiffany Gaddy. You make us giddy, Tiffany Gaddy. And thank oh, you for my increasing. Gaddy. Oh my God, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Gaddy. Gaddy Lakey. Oh, thank God. you for increasing mm. from 5 to $10 a month because you will now be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, thank you, Tara McCoy. You're the real McCoy. You're also on our trash queen level. You'll be level. getting some shit from my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so this is convenient because the next donor is Lucy. Ah, Lucy. Who's also a trash queen. So, Lucy, you can just move trash from one area of your home <laughs> to another. And thanks for supporting your own show. It's literally my definition of cleaning is moving my trash <laughs> from one room to the other. That's how that works, right? Yep. Care.com. <laughs> <laughs> Call now. Shout out to Carly Rexroad. Whoa, Ooh. that is a cool last name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. You're so sexy, Rex Road. Um, okay. I'm drunk. I love you. You're a trash queen. You're going to get some good dusty shit. Get it. <laughs> okay, I can't guarantee the dust. I'm just saying. Mm. I can. It's false advertising. Renee Klein, <laughs> Kleinin into our hearts and souls and minds mm-hmm. with your 15 bucks a month, you trash queen. I love it. And if you are like all of my exes and afraid of commitment, you can make a once-off donation via our online store, wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com. And Julie Stoltz is one such a donor who gave us $10 on the store. Thank you so much. That's a lot of mozzarella sticks, baby. We really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. Add marinara. Mm, We need another $10 once-off so we can afford the marinara. (laughs) The ranch. The ranch upcharge. Fuck no. I will not pay for ranch. No one should ever pay for ranch. I got ranch ranch in my bag. Market price ranch. Ask the chef (laughs) how much the ranch costs today. And that's all we got for ranch of the day. Ranch of the day. Hidden Valley. (laughs) Buttermilk. Oh, yeah. Sign me Uh, up. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hello, friends. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Have you ever wondered if Jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon? Or if aliens are hiding in the tales of comments waiting to take us away? Or if there's any scientific basis to the Ouija board? Well, then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. 
For links to where you can stream episodes and see blog posts on the subjects we cover, head over to our website, theladiesestrange.com. Keep it strange, lovelies.